0: Yeah. Uh, 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 mm-hmm. yeah Tell you what, I was on a hike when I heard this And I was like, woo, don't let me get up this mountain to this Bro, I was in the work <laughs> van And I said, oh, sh- I turned that shit up She's ignorant, I
1: almost blew the speakers in this shit.
0: And that bass came, as like, oh, I, I know what oh, he's man. about to do Then I heard the grunt, the pop smoke grunt I was like, oh, oh I know oh, what's sh- about to happen man."
1: But I was curious, I, w- I was curious Cause Pop Smoke's verse obviously came on, and skeptics And when Skeptic oh, came on, I was like, okay, but I was always curious. I was mm. like, I want to see what Kid Cudi mm-hmm. sounds like over this. Mm-hmm. But
2: I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I will say that. I'm not gonna even lie to you. I thought I was in a different album or something. Like I, th- I thought the Cudi <laughs> album. Was, I thought the Cudi album <laughs> was over.
0: I'm like, what song is this? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I thought I only heard it once, but I thought C- Cuddy held his own. I thought it was the, dope. the track
1: or the album. You mean you heard the,
0: the album, but this song? Gotcha. Like I was just talking about this song in particular, with this kind of energy and these guys. Yeah.
2: Right. I wanted to get to just like a little. Song. Make them, roll up, roll up, roll up, the song. They can go here.
0: They, they can go find it on their DSP. Yeah, go listen to that show
2: out, Kid Cudi, Pop
0: mm-hmm. Smoke.
2: Mm-hmm. Listen to the Set album, that. man. Yeah, the whole album.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Welcome back to the Mickey D's podcast, Good episode Good 77. Seven. Yeah, 77. Yeah. 77. Mm-hmm. Seven. Mm-hmm. Two
0: episodes away from the end of the year, fellas. Yeah. Oh my God. How's that feel?
2: I mean, let's just get 2020 behind us already. Man, I'm saying, <laughs> man.
0: Yeah, the, 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 the little chuckle you heard, uh, you might see him at the bottom of the screen, right, left, center. We're not sure where he's going to be placed. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we got DJ Eye. Sprite in here. I mean, yeah. he's not in here. He was supposed to be here. Then we just thought it'd be safer. Yeah, and we got to be responsible. Okay. We, yeah, we got to be responsible. responsible. So, um, And it was just smart for him to stay home. Um, so, yeah. We're going to make this a tradition now every year. Every year. Every year. Every year. Every year. Every year. We're going to have, year, we're we're going to have a sprite on. Sprite, I had to see your do. list of residencies. You got to yeah. keep one of them. There you go. Now, yeah, I now, one. I got
3: one. now I got one residency for next year. Hopefully next year you you yeah, you already got your 2021 residency. Congratulations.
2: All we got to do is get our budget up now. So
0: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're just a short drive away. You'll, you'll be here next year in the flesh. We'll 2021. Give a, we'll give
2: you a per diem from the house. <laughs> post, a postmate's credit. And
0: some high pH water.
2: <laughs> right. Hell
0: yeah. Um but yeah, we uh Rell's actually fresh off a very big weekend in, in his life. Yeah, uh, man. No, hold on. Flowers to my man. Um, go go ahead and tell people what's you're going, been going on. You go
1: ahead and tell people, man. I well, like the way you be introducing you be rolling well, it out.
0: Unfortunately, my man was supposed to. No, hold on. Let me. Oh. <laughs> <Go> ahead <laughs> what a terrible roll. Actually, it's it's not funny, but it's funny that Sprite's in this because he's another victim of having his wedding pushed back Absolutely. as well. Well, yeah. we'll get into yep. your situation, Sprite, but. Um, Rel was supposed to get married In It was Kabul? It was originally Tulum Tulum, Tulum. Actually, Ah yeah. before the influencers so like You know what I'm saying I was ahead of the curve <laughs> Rel, Rel was ahead of the influencers cool, man You know what I'm saying but. So he's supposed to get married In Tulum was You're like, supposed All to right. flatten the curve man. Yeah exactly <laughs> He's like Alright COVID's here We'll adapt We'll pivot And we'll have it In September September yeah In LA Make it a little more intimate No no
1: no In September we were actually Going to still have it in Tulum right. Oh right yeah, You're yeah, pushing yeah, it back yeah,
0: We were just pushing the date back um,
1: and then, and then um there. and then from there uh they completely so the issue was in June was us leaving the US to go to Mexico and then in September they shut down or there was room there was rumors of them shutting down the uh Maya Riviera the whole border situation mm-hmm. or whatever we didn't want to deal with that we had people f- traveling from both coasts of the country and, and whatnot and stuff like that so we decided just to put it on hold as far as Going to Tulum and traveling or whatever,
2: right?
1: Yeah. So then we were going back and forth about dates and and whatnot, and when were we going to do it? And one day we're open, next day we one week we're open, The next week we're not. Yeah, you know everything in LA is obvious. Yes. Obviously, as you know, we keep discussing it on this um on this podcast that we don't know what the what you know what, what yeah. the fuck was going on. So um. One day I just woke up and I just said, You guys know that twelve was my number and you know, yeah. DJ Real twelve on all my social pla- uh social media shit. And I just woke up and I said, Babe, whatever the day twelve twelve falls on, that's the day Boom. we're gonna do it. We we just gonna get a small group of people. We're gonna do like an elopement type of thing. Um, it's not gonna be the official we want we didn't wanna call it the official wedding wedding, um, because we still wanted to have our wedding where we invited everyone that we originally were going to invite to Tulum and stuff like that to come and celebrate with us, but we just wanted to be married, get, you know, the... Uh, from the a legal side. From it. the legal side, you know. <laughs> we got that reap, covered. Yeah, exactly. Get the get the legal portion out of the way, reap the benefits of being legally married, yeah, you because, man... I learned there's a lot of tax breaks and shit and whatnot. So I wish we <laughs> did this shit a long time ago. Well, don't, don't um,
2: let me find out, Andy. That then, I'm, that I'm bro, that's what I I'm, <laughs> I'm like, hey, man. Can't I, this no, hey, listen, Andy,
1: shout out to Andy, man, because he did keep it. He put the bug in my ear.
2: Um, Joe, there's still like 10 days left. Yeah. Day. So, uh, oh, so Joe, with all that You say, know, you like them tax breaks. So, with all that said, <laughs> I, um, do, I do. Yeah, we went ahead and
1: we, we did it, man. Shout out to everybody that uh, helped us make this possible yeah. because we did this in like a really, really, really short amount. Of time, mm-hmm. um, and it was special, man. You know, shout out to my brother Andre Cox. He was there. Mm-hmm. He helped out a lot um to, for us to get it done. And you know, everyone out there that was originally, like you know, Joe said earlier, Sprite was another victim of this. You know, we were. He's an engagement that was planning on getting married in in 2020, and and because of COVID, you know, people either had to cancel or postpone their wedding. And we just we went, even though the city was on lockdown, and I reached out to the city because we did it at Angelis, um Forest. Uh, National Forest or whatever. I contacted the city. I said, listen, I got this amount of people. Do I need a permit? Like, what's the deal? She says, no, you got a small group of people. Um, you don't need a permit. Just don't have, you know, 15 cars up there or whatever. If you're going to have 12 people up there, we don't need 12 cars or whatever up there. Please just ask people to carpool. Perfect. We went up there. It was, it could not have been more were more better than what we envisioned. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Still, it was just clean. It was smooth. I'm going to argue if so,
2: we were there, it
1: would have been better. But... I agree, man. No, I'm not going to lie. A lot of people were like, yo, what the fuck? But because of COVID and because of all that, like we couldn't invite everybody that we really wanted to invite. Yeah. We wanted to cap it at 20, but they were like, that's just too many. Yeah, Even no, though it was outdoors, yeah. we would we made everyone get a COVID test. We were going to suggest people get, you know, wear a mask and do all that stuff. But they still said like twenty people was just, was just too much, so we were like, all right, we gotta cut it down to a certain amount of people, and that's what we did, man. we made it happen. But shout to all my people that got the original original invite. Don't worry, mm-hmm. it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Don't yeah. worry, it's coming. We gonna have, we
2: gonna show out, man. For, so. for comedy style, how many people were there? So we know where where we stand in the. Am I
0: number twenty one? I Mickey number 21? You know, do it the Was it was uh,
2: like? Twelve. Wow. Yeah. So, I, I, like
0: I think, think fifteen. I mean, fifteen.
1: If you count. So we're count coming off the bench. if we're Fifteen. Playing football. 15, 15 sure. If for you sure. count. Fifteen. If you count the videographer, um, my boy KG, who was the officiant, and um. You're the, oh no, you
2: weren't the videographer. I'm just talking shit. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, they were originally. Hit, <laughs> yeah,
1: well, Hits yeah. Only was originally going to do it, but just then um fun. our uh, our home Lauren um her boyfriend is a he works with like a huge artist and stuff like that. And he offered to do it for us. So, Dope. and I thought that would be great. And that would allow, you know, Andre and Erica to just enjoy the, the actual ceremony as opposed to mm-hmm. have to work. So, um, yeah, like I said, 12, 13 people, 15 max that we had. Yeah. um, And that's including like, we hired Rachel to be a bartender. Oh, yeah. So like she was like the 15th. Oh, wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, we're 16th. 7th, yeah, so <laughs> I can live with I that. I could have put you out of work and we would have been there. You know what I mean? Like, two birds with one stone. Yeah, right.
0: I mean how much were you? Would you have been paying yeah. what, what we I mean, well, See Joe This is why we don't Get invited to anywhere Cause am asking uh, yeah. you, you asking the
1: wrong Questions <laughs> in the time <topic laughs> In a desperate this, time This is, joke, bro, okay? this is why Joe I remember
0: You're not getting invited Nowhere I remember Rell said He was gonna get married In Tulum And <laughs> I was just On a weekend I was like You motherfucking, You know I work On the weekend right like, And it was in June It was only like Four it like, weekends It was in, the, in, in the June It was in, a in June It was like prime time For DJs
1: I was like Everybody's gonna be Hot with us
0: And then Sprite said Yeah we're gonna do on Sunday I was like Ah Finally somebody That gets me But yeah So yep. Sprite Tell us uh, Tell us about What you're going through Or what What's the move For your guys' wedding
3: uh, Well Same thing happened We had ours I believe it was in June Or July And um, they tried to move us To like September October Similar thing The venue And I was I was like I just don't know So we pushed it a full year So it's in, It's gonna be this June or July I forgot the exact date But Yeah no I mean uh, we had to fight to get our money back and all this stuff and oh man yeah. yeah yeah they, were, they weren't even going to do it for a while they they said that we'll move it to like October and we're going to let you have half the guest and you have to pay extra money and then luckily oh, my the girl works for the news so she like pulled like you know uh. this is the kind of shit that we you know we do stories on yeah, you know, yeah we're yeah. going to bust you out and so what happened was is then they be like okay cool cool so they gave us the full thing <laughs> but we pushed it a full year because I was nervous about you know if we would have pushed it to think about October it would have been the same same shit. Yeah, yep. we all have right. this big venue. We, we plan on at least a hundred. We paid for a hundred people. Open bar, all this stuff. And, indoor. Well, there was two venues, so it is outdoor. But still, I don't believe you can still have that many people Even for indoor, an event. Outdoors, I don't yeah. think it's still allowed. So, all
0: right. Yeah. All right. Well, you got to move it back like the rest of us, Andre Cox as well.
1: Or sh- spray? Are you doing yours in twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two?
2: Twenty
0: twenty
1: one. Okay so uh
0: yeah and you so, guys are
2: all invited so i gotta ask i gotta <laughs> ask you guys um the the to be married Oh, well, actually all of you i guess right we are yeah but gang gang but with sprite actually having a date rel actually having a date did you feel more pressure from yourself or from your significant other to, to get married like to, to, or to make the push
0: to, to get married,
2: like the whole—I'm saying, like the date and getting it
0: done. Mm-hmm. Or getting I, it I actually it. had my my I'm own not out. <laughs> but why would you know? I mean, ask me? I, I think. think I think no, because I'm are you saying? He are you gotta saying? Shut up. Are you saying? P- are you <laughs> saying, <are> you <laughs> saying <laughs>
1: because of COVID Did we feel more pressure?
2: Privilege. Are you saying because of COVID Did we feel pressure? No, because like you know, like you didn't get to do it the way you wanted to do it. Yeah, I think is maybe a better way of describing it. Okay, so yeah, you think yeah, yeah.
1: I I was... felt more pressure to give her her day, so I was pressured to like find a date where, because it it was with on top of everything else going on with COVID and the, all the feelings and emotions that were going on. I'm like, yo, I I got to make this happen. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I, and I told her, I said, yo, we can get married in a fucking alley. I don't, I personally don't give a shit, mm. yeah. but I know. For women You're not cheaper.
0: Yeah. A lot of alleys yeah. in the valley. Listen, bro. I got one. Listen here.
1: Listen. Well, I say we, so, we can get married. So we can get married at MAC Park. There's some um, bushes, man. Listen, we sneakerheads. Um, but I felt like I felt like right, for I'll her, go. that would have been that would have been something. That was something that I wanted to get done for her, at least something yeah. by the end of this year. Yeah. So I I, I I put the pressure on myself. I don't she never put the pressure on me. Gotcha. She never felt like. We need to get this done You know She was <clears throat> She would have waited Till next year To get this done And I was like Nah fuck this I'm Like
3: mm-hmm.
1: Let's get it There'd be one less thing That we gotta yeah. You know Worry about or whatever So yeah I don't know What about you Sprite?
3: Uh, I mean Well I already had the date set So I mean it, I already had everything locked down So we had to like Physically pick another exact date Otherwise gotcha. Who You know Cause they weren't gonna give us Our money back mm-hmm. You know Even no matter what we said to them So we had to We had to pick that date So Kind of forced true. me into like Picking another exact one. Gotcha.
1: Yeah, we lost a shit ton of money on that Tulum shit.
3: But I know a lot of guys that got screwed because venues were going out of business, and they weren't. They paid twenty grand for the venue, Ooh. and they weren't getting a no refund. The place was just like, "We're done. You yeah. get no money back," and right. they just like straight up lost their cash.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah.
3: Crazy. It's sad, man.
0: Well, uh, yeah. Congrats to you, Rel. Thank you, guys. Um, yeah, man. Appreciate Congratulations. it. Thank you. Right? Thank you. We're, we're looking forward to yours. Absolutely. Yeah. Not even Let's in his it. top 100, man. Relax.
2: <laughs> he said, all oh,
3: oh. you guys are invited. <laughs> oh
0: yeah.
3: Oh, <laughs> yeah. All right, all he right. said, we're here. Oh, right, all
2: right, never mind. Yeah,
3: yeah you guys are all, and, 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 and for some reason, like nobody could trust, because a lot of my family and stuff is back east. So I was like, "We paid for this, so if nobody can travel, I'll have two places." Everyone plates. watching, yeah, you come on through. I got open bar Isn't for everyone spots? watching. <laughs> <laughs> come on. through. Do we got an access
0: code?
3: Hey, don't disrespect what? our audience, right? Mickey D's Sprite. It's like all thirty of you. Dude, I, I paid for it, so I'm filling it up. I'm hey, in all the slots.
2: <laughs> we'll raffle them off.
0: Yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> all <laughs> right, you. so. Let's get into what Sprite's been doing. You have been doing um, everything that the DJs aren't doing. Everyone's streaming and doing whatever they have to do to get by or survive, whatever you want to call it. And you've stepped away from streaming and you have your, your own business, your own side thing that you've been doing for many, many years. And it's, I mean, would you say DJing has been more of a side hustle for you?
3: I mean, I definitely, you know, um, it would probably be my secondary job. Yeah, correct. Yeah, but you. Um, but I mean, it's but crazy
0: because you, you, you stay booked. Well, you were booked so much it seemed like that was like the main source.
3: Well, it was just something. I mean, DJing was always something I loved to do. I didn't think it was going to be a, a, a revenue stream at all. And mm-hmm. then when it became one, to travel, I was like, this is amazing. And you know, it was like I loved going out every weekend, making great money. But yeah, now as of right now with this whole pandemic, I just kind of fell back. I'm what I, um, I do during the day, which, if people don't know, I do video editing and producing and writing and graphics for feature films and TV shows. So yeah. that's what I've been doing. But then I also do production, uh, music production for film and TV as well. So on the music side, I've been doing a lot of that. So um, a lot of these places, you know, they'll hire me to make like, I just made like a, a Christmas album. So it'll be a whole bunch of generic Christmas music that commercials and promos can use in their spots. You know and if they place it i get paid on it so i've been doing a lot of that music wise but as far as djing you're right i haven't done the twitch i haven't done i i tried the instagram stream at the beginning but yeah you did it once i was in there <laughs> i did it i did it once i mean i don't really have a space i, I need to move out of here but um i got the show um with uh, sirius xm to stay radio every friday so that's been kind of keeping me up on my like you know staying curt with music you know, getting me excited about making mixes, just doing edits and all that. I still do the edits for DJ City and all that. So that's been keeping me, I guess, in the DJ side of things. But yeah, as far as like Twitch and all that, I haven't really gotten into it. If what? I had a space, I probably would have. Have you seen anybody's
0: Twitch or have you like, is there anybody in particular that you keep going back to?
3: I follow up most of the people because it's just interesting to watch. I was, yeah. I was familiar with Twitch for a while because I was with doing all the video game stuff with the kids under my other group, Made Monsters. So I was in that Twitch world for a very long time. Um, And I know how great it can be and how much money those kids make if you get a following. But um, I follow, yeah, pretty much, I followed all the DJs. Um, The guy I probably watched the most would be Four Color Zach. Mm -hmm. I think, I think he really does it right. He does it like a lot of the gamers do. A lot of the people when they're like, oh, I, I can't believe all these people are watching people play games, but all the best streamers that are doing the games are more like what he's doing where it's a show. They have segments, and it's more about their personality and interaction than it is about them playing the game. The game is like a secondary afterthought. It's like music in the background. True, they're playing, and some people might look, but when they're streaming for 10 hours, it's more about the personality of the person, the segments, the content, as opposed to that game. And that's what Zach has kind of moved into the DJ world from what I've seen. Is and Have you guys seen his streams? Yeah. 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 Yeah, but I mean, I haven't seen a lot of other people. I mean, most of the people that I've seen is just them kind of djing with like some kind of background, but not much else. Just kind of playing, shouting out people in the chat room every once in a while, from what I've gathered. I mean, what do, what's your take on it? Um, no, you know, we were just
0: talking about this, and and I think Mickey <clears throat> hit it on the nail, saying it's it's more personality than it is than it is dropping the coolest, craziest, you know, set. Like it's not. I mean, unless you unless you're a turntablist with that following, then people are going to tune in for that. Yeah. Um, But for the most part, it's it's the personality that that keeps people there, and and they feel like they're entertained. Then then it kind of becomes like, well, if if I'm a a viewer, who else is in here? Because I want to be where all the other popular viewers are that get shouted out and drop subs and emotes and all that. So like. I start, I'm starting, and just talking to other Twitchers, I'm starting to see it's becoming more clickbait-based uh, to where, you know, the followers run with this circle of DJs. And yeah. and if you're not in that circle, they're not going to take the time, you know, to go check out, check you out. And and also, um, the DJs are kind of starting to, be, you know, become clicky to where they only help each other out uh, which is fine like i'm not complaining there's nothing wrong with it but like everything else in an industry so that, mean that like was like gonna DJs happen in
3: general i mean that's djing in general you know how it is here yeah I mean, yeah clicks in their circles
0: yeah and again there's nothing wrong with it but it's just it's you know it's an observation and it's like it's interesting to just see how things work out that way
3: yeah yeah no i've definitely i've definitely seen that i've noticed it um but it seems like some of the people are doing pretty well. I've seen them on the front page of Twitch. I've seen like those whole like day long where they raid each other and then people just go, I mean, and it seems to work. And I guess I've talked to some of them. Some of them are making um, a good amount of like just extra money. I mean, if you're not, you know, doing anything else, you know, it's, I guess it's a great source of income.
0: Yeah. Um, have you, has any promoter, club owner reached out to you for some COVID bookings?
3: I've gotten some I've gotten some offers from Texas cuz I mean like <laughs> Texas and northern Florida seem to be like you know Wide we're, open. Uh-huh. we're we're just doing the damn thing. Covid, what's so, up? <laughs> um but I the I I spoke with you you know yesterday about this the offers weren't that great and I think a lot of these venues do know that like where you know DJs just want to work and especially you know if I was only a DJ and I had no other side things. I mean, I probably would have just jumped on it, even if it was a lower rate, but um, I passed cause I'm hoping to try to hold rate or try to get back to what I was before at some point, you know, when this is all over, but I have gotten some, some offers down in Texas, but at the time it just wasn't worth it for the risk and the payment that was going on.
0: Yeah. You, um you, you gotta be careful because like you have kids and you don't want to bring that home. And, and also in regards to pay, we're, we're all kind of rolling the dice whether we say yes or no, because mm-hmm. we don't know what's gonna happen with rates in 2021. My biggest fear with that is there are gonna be some shady um bookers that are gonna say, Hey, do this for five hundred, and I'll get you 15 when everything's popping. And then they're not gonna fulfill that promise because it's like, shit, we're making so much money now, we're wide open. Every it's a lucrative situation because. Everyone wants to party and spend money on alcohol. Uh, let me just continue to push this for five hundred to all the DJs. And if this guy doesn't do it, I'm sure I can find a hundred other DJs that'll do it for five hundred. And and I think an important conversation we had was how do you separate yourself from a branding standpoint from those guys that are going to do it for five hundred. And these are also guys that were we're watching it happen now. Again, there's nothing wrong with it. You gotta put food on the table for families. You know, God bless you, do what you gotta do. But the other guys I would kind of like I, I would be a little concerned about because some of these guys were getting as much as we were getting um before the before the pandemic. And now they're putting themselves they're setting themselves up to only get five hundred or three hundred or whatever it is from here on out. Like I don't know if they're gonna get back to their fifteen hundred dollar, two thousand dollar rate.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's going to be a tough one. The rates are going to be tough. I know, I know exactly what's going to happen. Like you said, you're going to come back, there's going to be no shortage of DJs. So it really is going to be important to try to differentiate yourself somehow. But how is a very difficult question. But I have no doubt about it that you're going to get the, well, we've been shut down for a year. So can you just do it for this? And then we'll eventually give you this higher rate. But in my experience, that almost never happens. Yeah. It's very rare for a club to be like, you're just doing such a great job. I'm going to triple your rate. You know, like <laughs> yeah. you know, it's, a, it's, it's a very tough call, but then you, you know, you also want to work as well. So I don't really know how I'm going to play it yet when it comes back. If just to like play devil's advocate,
2: right? Like give the other side. I I agree with you that the odds are not in your favor. When somebody tells you, you I'm going to pay you this now. And then I'll pay you more later. My, my, Arguments or not arguments, but I guess points to that is put it in ready. If somebody is offering you that now, there's probably nine out of ten clubs that can't even offer you that, and so Agreed. for them, Great. To, you know, what I mean, like, like there's just at the end of the day, nobody else is making an offer because they might not even be open and or have that opportunity, and so I guess it's just one of those things where it's like risk reward, right? Sprite, or, or myself. Like, included, I guess, in that conversation where DJing isn't the main source of income. Like, do we need the gig? No, we don't need the gig. In my case, I am I can step up and speak for myself where I did take a gig in Fort Worth uh, coming up right after Christmas. And I have some different elements than Sprite. I live by myself at home. So I can quarantine, no problems. And um, I kind of want to just get out of L.A. where I can't eat outside
0: but another big element that you have is you have a relationship with that well,
2: book and my relationship with the venue is completely different than like right like some cold booking so yeah that, that's definitely a factor and too. I
0: think those are the guys that are going to win the ones with the relationship with the bookers that have the, the with the with the bookers that actually spend money because they know you're worth I think we the relationships we have with those guys we will be fine you know I know Sprite you have a ton of relationships with with a lot of bookers.
2: And, and to give them credit, sorry, Sprite, to cut you off one last time, like to give them credit, like they paid me more than I thought I was going to get paid because I'll be totally transparent when they told me, hey, do you want to come do this booking? <laughs> I trust them enough that when they're like, hey, do you want to do this booking? Right. I'd even ask how much I was getting paid. You just said, yeah, I, I was just, just like, commit. all right. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah." It's two gigs. It's it's this. And I don't even have to I'm not even playing for that long because it's such a stacked grand opening week. Or yeah. a couple of weeks, then I was just like, "Whatever works for you guys, man. I'm if it if my hotel's paid and I get to go hang out, you know, with you guys safely, like, you know, then cool, let's do it." And yeah. surely enough, when the contract came, I'm like, "Wow, works for me. I respect that <laughs> because yeah. I know when they're healthy, that's going to look different."
3: Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Everyone's got to kind of just make their own decision based on their whatever their circumstances are. I mean, everyone's going to be different. What their threshold is, what's worth it, what's not. Um, but I know, and I also like you were saying before. Agree. I see that also the business side from clubs. You're right. Some of these spots might not be able to pay. You know certain rates for certain DJs. So it will be interesting when it opens back up. I'm still like I said formulating how I'm going to approach it. Um, but I don't know. I mean, how about you, Danger? You what think, is your thoughts? Do you guys think ahead, it's
1: been? You guys think it's beneficial for DJs to have some sort of like in layman's term, like a union. So for to, to bring up uh, Joe's point that he was saying earlier, right, they offer you 500 to do it this time with the promise that they'll give you 1500 the next time, right? And the next time comes around and they try to offer you that 500 again, right? And you say, no, you said that you were going to give me the 1500. They're yeah. like, all right, cool. We don't want to give it to you. We'll go to the next DJ because he'll probably, he or she will probably do it for 500. Is there, is it beneficial for us as a DJ, a community to be, if they go to this next person, they'd be like, nah, I'm not going to do it for that, rate.
0: I You know, I think to perpetuate the game, that will be smart. But Sprite, you can probably answer this better because um, your buddy Red out in Texas did have a DJ union, correct? Or out in Houston.
3: Yeah, Texas. There's this group called the Booth Pimps down there. Like, And I, I was just amazed at what they did. They almost made a little texas dj union where they kind of locked down the residencies in austin san antonio dallas houston and they kind of put their own guys in there and when someone couldn't do it they subbed their guys so they had the rate they worked out the rate they were all okay with and they pretty much just always plugged in the spots and Mm. put their people in and it just worked great and it wasn't just in houston it was all over texas and i was like this is really impressive and you it did, did and just it, what you were talking about.
1: And it eliminates like any type of undercutting or anything like that, uh, any type of bad business and stuff like that. I mean, I get that it would be extremely hard to do it on a grander-
2: National level.
1: National level. Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, if you getting booked in some shit in Boston, but then they try to book another DJ from New York to come do the same spot that you possibly, mm-hmm. possibly turned down, how does that DJ know that you turned down, you know, the $500? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I get- how it would be hard to do that. But I'm just, you know, just throwing out an idea, like if that would be beneficial to have that kind of approach, because again, like Mickey was saying, the ball is in the booker, the club owners, the ball is in their court now.
2: Right.
1: They can play that game. We gonna pay you five hundred dollars and promise you fifteen hundred dollars next time. Month comes later. Oh, and you know the club is bringing in money. You know yeah. the club is bringing in 20000 dollars. $50,000. Yep. they can easily pay you that fifteen to two grand with yep. no problem without breaking a sweat. But they still want to low budget you and pay that. They might bump you up to seven fifty if they're feeling good that weekend. You know what I'm saying? Yep. But it's still not your rate. So how do you go about it? Uh, you know what I mean. And I get it. So for example, right, Mickey and and Sprite said. DJing is not their number one priority income source you know what I'm saying for someone for another DJs that maybe that may be their top priority they'd be like listen you guys can turn down that 500 that 750 I need that shit yep. you know what yeah. I'm saying so can you be mad at them for taking that if you know if DJing no. is their main source of income
2: everybody's got a different situation yeah
1: everyone has a different situation so I think that will play a huge role in making it harder to be making in that union and having a set Great for everybody.
2: Yeah, and I'll give you, like, an example on the business side, too, of what you're saying. I I totally get what you're saying in regards to, um, you know, like a club having a good night and still not really raising the money. Mm-hmm. The, the thing is, you don't know how many bad nights came before that. Absolutely. And you don't know how many bad nights are going to be in front out of, of that. that. And so you have to average out to what your balances end up being that, you know, even though it was a good night, I think if you – and this is part of, like, how I also negotiate my deals now is, like, when I go to Texas, I'm probably going to bring a spender with me. He's going to fly out. He's going to spend some money. Yeah. Anything he spends, I want X amount on that. But now you're... See, I'm, but I'm bringing something that you didn't a, a, account
1: for. Exactly. So now you're are, you're a part of the reason why that club or that spot had a good night. Now, the yeah. DJ doesn't play a role or has an impact on why that... Why should we pay you oh, more? Oh yeah, money, you're just pulling up and, playing and just music. playing music. That's not you what a I mean? DJ yeah, you anymore. Yeah. Unfortunately, Absolute, ab- absolutely, absolutely yeah, one
2: hundred. Either your name carries a support following, you know what I mean, like, or you literally call people and tell them, "Yo, pull up, spend the money."
1: Yeah, it's going. Yeah, twenty twenty one is 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 going to be a a, a tough one.
0: That's such an interesting business approach because I think there are literally are only a few DJs that do that, they'll say, I'm bringing spenders to this, to your out of state uh, club. Um, I want 10, 20% of that or whatever it is. Only a few DJs can get away with that, but it makes sense for the DJ to get chipped off because he is bringing business. Unfortunately, for the most part, these bookers, some of these bookers will tell you, look, I'm selling tables out regardless. So I don't care who you bring. Like, I mean, not to sound like a dick, but yeah, these tables are going to get sold. And then some are just going to be like, "Well, look, you're dope, but they're and and I I respect your rate. Let's say you're you're a two thousand dollar DJ and you're bringing three spenders. I respect your rate, but I can get another two thousand dollar DJ that's not going to hassle me, and I'll figure out a way to save the, uh, sell these tables. True, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But it's I I would love for that to evolve as we go. And maybe by the time we're done DJing, it'll be figured out. But Sprite, is that something you've ever done where you would tell the booker, um, so-and-so's coming and they only come for me. Can we work out a cut for myself?
3: I haven't personally done that, no. But I I mean, I, I could, there's definitely some DJs that I know could probably pull that off. Mm-hmm. I couldn't personally.
0: Yeah, do, But do you think if you applied like pushing it, do you think you could?
3: <laughs> Maybe possibly. I mean, it just depends on the situation of the club. You, like you said, some clubs are going to have that attitude. Like you said, where we're full anyway, it doesn't matter, but there is clubs where I know genuinely that would be a, a big like selling point for yourself. If you told them that there's definitely, you remember how it was a lot of the, the larger nightclubs were sort of on the decline towards the end of, you know, before all this happened. So I know a lot of clubs where if I told them, Hey, I'm going to book these three tables you know, in front of the booth if you book me and they they totally would have jumped on it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, and the difference like the type of venue, right? Like you know based on just your history there, like you know what somebody's gonna spend. Yeah. yeah. Like somebody at, you know, RIP Playhouse is gonna spend X amount of money, but somebody at Avenue could end up spending X amount of money. And even though they're a couple they're a block away, the dollar amount's gonna look really different. And if I brought a table to Playhouse, they would have reacted differently than I'm trying to bring a table avenue yeah because can my people, whoever I end up bringing met like like I'm only doing that if I'm coming in with someone who I think can aggressively do that and or feel like I'm not getting paid my full worth where I'm willing to communicate hey i'm I'm down to to devalue my quote unquote like rate mm-hmm. knowing that you guys are willing to take on the risk if I bring somebody in, then my then you're paying me my full
0: rate. You, you know what the loophole is, and it's probably specifically in LA, is you be you're a DJ slash promoter. If I'm yeah. if I'm DJ Butch, I don't know what he does, but let's just but that's he he's a DJ slash promoter. And I DJ on Fridays once a month at Playhouse, and I'm sending and, and not only do I have buyers there, so I'll get a cut of that. And if I'm sending buyers to Avenue, I'm gonna get a cut of that as well. Because I have promoter in my name, and Spry, you've been around forever in in Hollywood, and you've seen DJs come become promoters, and vice versa, promoters become uh, DJs, and you see how. Like, I don't know if you can pull that off in other cities, or I mean, maybe no one's really tried it, tried it, but it's it seemed to be pretty popular in LA because all of a sudden, I don't know when, 2011, 12, 13, somewhere around there. There are just a shitload of promoters that started DJing.
3: Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Um, I mean, in, in Hollywood, that was, I mean, it was all about that. The more people you can bring, I mean, you know, in Hollywood, they would they would start hiring, you know, celebrities and celebrities, kids and stuff just because of that whole, I can bring these people. But a lot of DJs did become promoters and I, I would see them run up and down even Hollywood Boulevard and try to like grab people and we'll bring you here and we'll bring you there. And, but um the one thing about Hollywood is I think it's like a different animal than a lot of places. For sure. You know, as far as with what you're talking about with what goes on in Hollywood, with the clubs and the bottle service spots. Mm-hmm. But what Mickey said, I do believe that the bottle service does hold weight. Cause there is clubs that have hired me back because they noticed, well, these three tables always come when you show up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this guy we book and nobody comes, but every time you show up, these three tables of people, you know, fans from Facebook, whatever will show up and buy tables. So, they will rebook me because of that, so there definitely is a lot of worth if you can do that. But in Hollywood was a different animal because it became a whole uh, it became more about being a promoter and the people as opposed to the music. There's been so many clubs I've been into where the music has just been horrible. but then again, it doesn't really matter. and And you know, not it's, only have, it's not about that.
2: And not only have promoters become DJs, but really, when you really think about the core of it, like go back to like a, a DJ Nitra story. You know, he had to sell fifteen tickets to earn his fifteen mm, minutes yeah. to DJ, like in Hollywood. Mm. And that was the start. So really it's like the chicken and the egg. Like what came yeah. first, the DJ or the promoter? Like yeah. that's true. <laughs>
1: Sprite uh-huh. let me ask you this question. Um yeah. especially for like a you know, a traveling DJ, when do you think DJs will get to the point where they are getting their their normal rates? When do you when do you think that will be? Especially more so for the traveling DJ than obviously like you said, Hollywood is a is a different animal.
3: I think there's two there's two views I have on it because we have um so I'm with Sleeping Giant. We have a a Friday Zoom every Friday. It's like a state of the industry. So the managers, the agents all come on and kind of talk about what's going on, what gigs, bookings, kind of the future of DJing. And they seem to think from these meetings that guys in our Realm that are hovering around, you know, whatever the one thousand to two thousand mark, mm-hmm. might actually, from their opinion, might actually do okay because a lot of these bigger venues that were used to throwing a lot of money at people, like EDM DJs or other, we talked about a Danger Zone, some people that were getting these big rates, um, where we might be in that sweet spot for these bigger clubs. Yeah, gotcha. Where fifteen hundred might be like, like, oh yeah, we'll take him. You know, he's a good DJ. The the, the rate is right. You know, kind of undercutting those larger names that want 5, 10, 15, 20,000. Got you. But and there's a lot of venues I also do know where, you know, it's probably going to be a ramp back up and it's going to be a while. Because I think the first part of 2021 is probably going to be very similar to what we're in right now. Yeah. You know, I don't think, you know, until we have some kind of herd immunity or the vaccine is mass distributed, are all these spots just going to open the doors wide open. Um,
0: but yeah. I don't know. I think um I think with DJs, first you need to figure out do you even want to spin at some of these venues? Because when we get back to it, I'm probably not gonna to want to spin at a lot of these venues. Um, and that's not just like I don't mean to sound like I'm thumbing my nose at anybody, but you know, before we before we shut down, I kind of felt like I was I had to do some of these bookings and I didn't really care to, but you know, I felt like I had to. So now that we've taken a break, it's like, all right, I know what I wanna do. And I'm gonna go after that, and it's probably better that I do go after those top tier bookings and stick with them because that just ultimately makes my brand look stronger. But you started to ask me, Sprite, um, what I would suggest or what do I think about separating yourself as DJs, and it's simple, but it won't be easy. And my suggestion to these to the guys, to our listeners will be: figure out a way to separate yourself, come up with a different marketing plan. If you look like everyone else and sound like everyone else, you're probably going to be thrown in that bundle of DJs. So there has to be something about your brand and the way you market yourself that takes you out of that because the bookers that you want to book you are going to, if they see if they see how your brand and mar- how way you market yourself is just different, then they're going to say, there, there is something different about this guy. He doesn't look and sound like everyone else. Let's see what happens Let's give it a shot So It's It's probably not going to be that easy But You have The I think the riskiest thing you can do Is look and sound like everyone else yeah, The easiest thing you do Is just be different And then So now it's like Okay cool I have a clear head I don't have to look and sound like The The biggest DJs That Top 40 DJs Let me just focus on What I can do different It's not going to be easy But it's a, But I think this, Applying yourself Is Is simple
3: yeah, no, I agree. It's definitely definitely about finding your lane and how to be different. That's the hard part, though. I mean, it's definitely, you know, we could say that, you know. Uh, For sure. Yeah, but, it's not you know, going to be easy. No, <laughs> no, no. But it's no. worth
0: the effort, because what worst case, you end up in the pack with everybody else.
3: Agreed. Yeah, no, there's definitely a bunch of, you know, DJs, especially from a Booker's standpoint, that probably just fall into the same category where, like, I don't care, him, him, it's all the same sure. to me. Just get a DJ in here. Yeah. So... Yeah, right. Be yourself. Everyone else is taken. I heard that quote <laughs> yeah, somewhere. I
0: was like, mm-hmm. um, We tell tell us about the uh, rates that ex- it was. We had a really fun conversation about the rates that existed when Am was alive, compared to right before COVID. Because what I'm trying to get to is $1,500 for a night pre-COVID was like pretty good, pretty decent, depending on who you were. It's, it was definitely something you would take.
1: And we talk about your average, like two hour set, correct? Two hour set, yeah, yeah.
0: 1500 headlining, fly you in, or they maybe they don't fly you in, but they put you up in a room, they give you dinner. You know, I think that's standard for that kind of rate. And escorts. And escorts, depending, well, depending. <laughs> <laughs> Different podcasts. Their rate had to change too. Different podcast. Different podcast. Oh yeah. Huh. But you were saying 1500 was on the low during the a.m. days and like you guys were sitting around 3,000 for a booking
3: yeah that, that wasn't uncommon at all like I mean uh there wasn't as many people traveling I mean a.m. definitely kicked all that off and then I was lucky enough to get in pretty early on thanks to Kevin Scott and all those guys and those higher rates like three grand three grand was you know easily you know uh, an average Saturday rate with travel um, you know, f- flights, uh, hotel, they would even give you like dinner money or even some, some of the Vegas spots would give you casino money where it'd be like $500 to like Damn. eat, like wherever you <laughs> want, casino. <laughs> and then, Run that. Yeah, then it yeah, started going just down hour. and down and down. And like you were saying 1500 be kind of, kind of became like the benchmark standard right before this COVID thing hit. But then even then I was arguing, you know, well, we don't want to pay for the flight. We're just going to do landed. So just hotel. And then, you know, and it started even getting with some spots. We're not even going to pick you up at the airport. Just Uber <laughs> yourself, you know? Right.
0: Hey, you got it, right? You got it. Yeah. 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 Like, just, oh, yeah. Just
3: whenever you're ready, come in. <laughs> just just send us a receipt. We'll expense it. You never oh get, paid. Yeah, we
2: get it.
1: Yeah.
3: yeah Hospitality you went kind out kind the window. Stuff. The treatment was a lot different earlier on. So that I'm talking like 2007, 2008, like the treatment was a whole lot different. Like I felt like you were treated more as a, like an artist or a performer would come in now. Whereas like now a lot of spots, that's not the case. But you were talking before about, you know, like um, selecting the gigs or finding the gigs you want to work at. And that's, as I've gotten older, that's definitely become a priority to work with the gigs that treat me well. I bond with, you know, I like to work with them. So I like, I try to find those spots that I fit in with and, you know, um, even the way that I'm treated. And those are the ones I go um, attack for like kind of residencies and like, okay, I want to be here. As opposed to, I don't chase as much like, oh, this is the new hottest spot in town. Like, I need to be here. You know, I definitely would find the spots that I would call home based on, you know, a relationship. Like you were saying, the relationships you build and those people will have your back down the line. And those are the same people that will probably have my back when this is over. Right. Mm.
0: Yeah, and and it's, if you're going to do that chasing game and and play their game and they they say, yeah, well, we'll get you more. And they don't, but they want to continue to book you. I think the best thing you can do is just not take the booking for a year. Let your brand evolve, you know, look, sharpen things up, tying things up, and then make them, put them in a position to sit, reach out and say, hey, we want you back. Like, what? what how can we make that happen? But yeah, don't distance yourself. No, continue bad. to talk to them and be cool with them, but just be like, hey, man, you know, can't do that anymore. Like, I mean, there's a smoother way of doing it, but... Yeah,
3: no, sometimes sometimes saying no is, is a great approach, yeah. you know, like just like, you know, we can't do this right now. Or, you know, you it's like, kind of like I can't I can't have you right now. But then it, it sometimes like subliminally, you know, adds value. Kind of like I can't get this shoe right now, Mickey, but, you know, but I can get it now for this. But it's, yeah. it, it's going to cost you more now.
2: Right.
1: Exactly. Spray, yes. Let me let me ask you this now that, you know, we we've been in this pandemic for nine months, you know, obviously, DJ not being your bread and butter and you've been away from it, um, spinning out for you know X amount of time. Do you think once we're open, you're going to be as into DJing as you were prior to this pandemic? Are you going to still be wanting, I don't want to say willing, but wanting to DJ just as much as you were as prior to the pandemic?
3: Absolutely. I I, I love DJing. It's, it's something I need to do. I want to do. Um, I will... In some capacity, always be DJing. You gotcha. know, it doesn't matter how old. It's just something I love to do. Dope, dope.
0: How do you think the um, street Twitch streamers will fare with bookings when we open back up? Do you think it'll make them more sought out, or do you think it's just going to go back to normal? Not normal, but what it was before COVID. Sorry,
3: I just don't know. Like, it, I mean, I just, just honestly have no idea. Like the gauge of that, like if, if promoters are watching that, uh, mm-hmm. or, or, um, or if they can, even if you told like a promoter, like, Hey, so-and-so has, you know, 1000 concurrence every Saturday on, on Twitch. I don't know if that's going to translate into a booking world, but I mean, it's definitely, I mean, those from, you know, from looking at it from the video game side of things, if they build a strong following on Twitch, those people will still be there. And that'd be a great, you know, side source of income. Like you could play for them from five to six and then go play at night, you know, even catch a quick flight over to like Vegas or San Francisco and play that night and almost like double double dip yep. and make mm-hmm. extra money. I don't know if it's going to help them more with bookings, but you can keep rolling that on and on and on and on and keep building your following and make extra money, you know, on the side.
2: You could argue it doesn't hurt, right? So then, yeah. and then like ultimately, I'm hoping that it changes though how sets... Can be like kind of like subliminally pressured to be a certain way, like I think I think Twitch and this whole pandemic kind of opened it up to letting more personality shine, yeah, in a in a public forum than it did before.
1: Meaning, like you think bookers are going to be open to more
2: open format styles and clubs? I feel like you could stop the music and ask a question. Question in a minute. Yeah, (laughs) set now, (laughs) and it wouldn't be looked at like you're crazy. You know what I mean? I don't know. Well, that could be more tripping. more interactive
1: night experience. Yeah.
2: yeah. 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 I can see that. That actually, I mean, when you think about it though, Four Color Zach, when he was on the Mickey D show with Craze, right? They did one together. No? Was uh, that tripping? Did we do a Two Cents one? Yeah. A Track was there hanging out. Yeah. 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 Yep. Okay. So that was a long time ago. We can't even remember what the hell the scenario was. But I remember them talking about specifically at a festival wanting to do sets where. There were interactive memes and different like literally what Zach is doing on Twitch he's been wanting to do mm-hmm. in a public forum, but maybe the the world wasn't ready for it, sure now, like it's tested yeah yeah and that's exciting
0: yeah the only the only thing if that were to be done in a club let's let's kind of unpack this if that was be done in a club, then that's less dancing right. But there's also not too much dancing going dancing? on. So. Yeah, anyway. who's dancing now? <laughs> no, they don't no. even make dance floors in Michael spots Jordan. The last no, dance. No, not in LA. But the clubs <laughs> I was doing before we shut down, it was traditional, yeah. tables around and a, a, a good sized dance floor because that was because general admission was still a part of the focus.
2: Look, never mind. I'm not gonna say <laughs> Dude, too many
0: jokes. Um, but all right, yeah. Um, you guys have anything else to add to that? conversation about potential rates and all that
3: no no, i I would say going back to you were talking about the music and being more open like uh, as far as like getting away with more stuff i think that's actually could happen just because people haven't been out for so long i feel like you probably could get away with a little more you know music because people are just going to be happy to be out right
0: yeah yeah that's true (laughs) no it's what were you saying about not changing your set like, if you were to not change your set?
3: Oh, oh yeah, because, I mean, luckily, I guess I was saying before, I have the show, the radio show, to help me yep. keep up on music, but I still feel like I could probably just open up the crate from March 15th, yep. and I'd probably be okay. Absolutely. Just swap in body, nope. take something else in, the, Yeah, yeah, except making the set. Throw in some of those, and you're good. Body, Savage, done. We're Killed it. We're ourselves in here. <laughs>
0: Hey man, you gotta do what works. You gotta, you gotta serve the people.
3: I, I, we'll say that for uh, next episode, Sorry,
0: no. Yeah. Well, it depends. It depends on where you're, um DJing. Yeah, yeah. I'm just because uh, in LA, you you can't I'm, just. Yeah, that's what open I'm saying. It. No, not in LA. The spots I was what doing, yeah.
1: Work and whatnot, but like I said, I'll say that for.
0: I'm
2: now. not gonna but, say what radio show, but I've definitely just renamed something and moved it around. But you know. <laughs> Submitted
1: it for yeah, sure.
0: No, I, I, <laughs> I absolutely want <laughs> to. The mixes, the guest mixes, right? I absolutely. Yeah, so
1: right back. And agree with you 100%. Like, we can go back until our early January, February sets that we've done. If they were to open the doors tomorrow or this weekend, we can go out there and do it and it would fucking kill because just to Sprite's point, people would be so excited just to be outside. They don't care. They don't what give you a play. fuck what you play. <laughs> yeah. We don't give a shit. Like, play something. Let's drink. Let's turn up and let's have a good time. We don't care. And then you'll hear a lot of this. I forgot about this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so.
0: bro, let me ask you this. You're from the East Coast. If you were to DJ in New York yep. and you had to pick one track to drop, Between, tell me when to go, and blow the whistle. Which one you dropping?
3: Mm. I wouldn't do blow the whistle. I I wouldn't do blow the whistle either.
1: (laughs) Jay Z's on that. Jay Z is on that, but I feel like tell me when to go was a movement. It would. It was a movement, right? That I think a lot of East Coasters fucked with. I think it has a similar sound to the uh, the drill sound that's that's popping in New York right now mm-hmm. kind of similar fitting that so I, I think I would go with the E-40 track to be honest
2: with you Mike good, good choice <laughs> <laughs> well when you say it like that I guess I'm a roll
0: <laughs> no I, I would actually disagree I would go with Blow the Whistle just in my experiences of of how Blow the Whistle um what kind of reaction I get because the whole what's my favorite word bitch like people look forward to saying that. Here's
3: the thing. The first time I played in Boston, I was excited to ask them what their favorite word was. But they looked at me like they had no f***ing idea. They, were just like, <laughs> <laughs> they just left me hanging. I was just like, what's my... And they just dropped the music and they was just staring wow. at me. I am like, like, the oh, socks. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm like the the socks. socks. The socks.
0: I tell you what, I would assume, we're, um, we're not East Coast DJs with the exception of who Was Born and Raised out there. I would assume both tracks will be fillers. So yeah. you're yeah, not looking easily, to get yeah. You're not looking to see People ghost riding the whip yeah, you're Per not, se Yeah you're not Playing
2: that in your Prime time shit Like you
1: know I really
0: feel like Nobody's gonna tell you bitch Like I don't wanna, like, Yeah like, No I, f- I feel like I've, no, I, I d- dropped it In Boston And in um, Atlantic City And wherever else I spun out there I feel like it's It's worked as a filler Yeah Or I, Shit I probably yeah, I don't, don't remember I don't
1: see it going well I don't see it going over well In Boston But I think Like you said Atlantic City New York yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, those areas, even D.C., you know, the DMV, whatever, I can see you getting a response mm-hmm. in them certain cities with Blow the Whistle. Um, I don't know. I just think Boston is just kind of like, Boston, L.A. I know, granted that it's more the Bay, but they they correlate too short with L.A., Boston. They're like,
2: why don't play this shit. <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to let Joe keep his residency out there. <laughs> <laughs> Stay off of Boston's neck.
0: Yeah. Um, so, with all that being said, um, who do you guys uh, Think's going to take it? E40 is, or Too Short? This is, uh, so Sprite, have mm-hmm. you
1: been keeping up with the verses that have been going on?
0: No, no, I, I, I've been meaning to, but I
1: haven't. All right, so yeah, so, so yeah, I don't know if you know, they, they have Too Short and E40.
0: 20 tracks. Track and if track. you
2: haven't, uh, Beatsource.com yep. has playlists.
0: Mm-hmm. Has there you go Beatsource.com. Well, has all the has all
2: the versus
0: playlist
2: available. Yep. So
1: sign up. B Make sure you sign up for that. Stream. Uh, yep. so the next verses is uh E40 versus too short. And this I will have to say is the first verses
0: that I have no idea who's gonna win. Let's just celebrate this one.
3: <laughs> That's tough, man. That's yeah, tough. But, that is, but but, but that is so so those guys
0: you have to really know their catalogs, and their catalogs were never um like they were more regional per se than they were for the rest of the country. I would assume now maybe there's guys in New York that kept up with all of two shorts album, any forties album in the nineties. I, I, rem- I was a big fan of sprinkle me and the hurricane joint for me 40. And then, you know, my brother had the, sh- had the two short albums. But when I think of like those guys and even dog pound and some of these, Groups or artists that we loved in LA, I just don't know if they, if they, unless they were a Snoop or a Dre, or even an Exhibit, I don't know if they really got out that far. But I could just be a stupid LA DJ who doesn't know anything. So,
1: no, I, I will admit that. I mean, me personally, people that I grew up with, like we weren't, like you said, outside of like your 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 Snoop's, your Dre's, obviously your Tupac's or whatever. Cats in the Bay, like. Like two shorts, Mac Dre, E Forty, all those guys. Like they weren't outside of like the quote unquote hits that were obvious. Yeah, they were like you. I wouldn't. I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know much about their catalog until I got older. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It wasn't like I knew their shit front to back. Like I would know like a Jay Z or a Nas or yeah. even like a Common or someone like that. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. It's just like you said. If if you're not a, uh, if you don't know their catalogs and you ever followed their careers, you a lot of people are not gonna have an opinion on who's gonna win or not. I, I, I think. think
0: with the exception of DJs, the people that just love hip hop kind of leave this alone because they probably didn't grow up listening to these guys or again the dog pound or South Central Cartel or any of those, you know. But I but I can name off maybe not right now, but I can name off some more regional New York guys because in LA we kind of listen to everything i just don't know if that if the those guys i just named from the west were digested out in the east cuz to my knowledge sometimes the east coast guys will look at us and be like respect but i don't get it you know <laughs> it's, it's not for me which is understandable but yeah i don't i don't know i don't know who's going to take this um yeah, I, I just hope one. people learn something new and appreciate it i
1: don't think it's going to get the respect it deserves and when I say the respect I mean the numbers yeah. As far as like Who's gonna be tuned in The amount of people That are gonna well, be
0: tuned Well who, who tunes in It's a lot of people That like southern hip hop And east coast hip hop You know Yeah there's, there, I mean there's only been One west coast artist In verses so far It's been Snoop <clears throat> Yeah You know true. what I mean So they're definitely They're going where Where the people are In regards to who, The viewership yeah, yeah Which is understandable But You know And where people are allowed what do you mean,
1: Atlanta? Yeah, yeah, true. So are they gonna uh are they gonna put them in the same room? Are they gonna do
2: it? Are they gonna put them in um?
0: I would assume in so. Brandy's from where? From L A. She's
1: from
2: L A. Yeah,
1: oh, yeah, yeah. But Monica from Atlanta. But I don't think L A.
0: <laughs> when I think Brandy, you know, I would think L A. Before mm-hmm. Snoop. Before I would think L A. For Brandy. Oh, for
2: sure. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah. So you gotta. You know, she holds it down. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, sure. absolutely. I th- I just think bigger for Brandy. Yeah. I think countrywide than oh, nice in LA. <laughs> Playing a safe? No,
2: it's a nice save.
0: For who though? What, what am I saving myself from? From Ray J the backlash from Ray J <laughs> yeah. and Brandy. Ray J Sonaco yeah, my like, yo, I don't pre- that's my big sis. <laughs> that's big sis. <laughs> no, I'm I'm if if anything, I'm i I'm speaking more to her legend by saying she's bigger than LA. Uh
1: Mickey and Sean, do you guys have uh, an opinion about who you guys think will win this one? I'm gonna just enjoy it Yeah
3: I think it's just One of them joints You vibe out with sure. <clears throat> Yeah
0: I think you just really Have to know their catalogs yeah, Right Yeah To yeah. call
3: it I don't know who's gonna win But hyphy is Some of the funnest music To play Rough, If you're right. in Northern California <laughs> Or like Northern Nevada It's amazing The
1: hyphy movement Was crazy Man. Insane
3: I just feel like It's partying Versus fucking You know
0: <laughs> <No>. Versus pimping <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah cause Too short was a real pimp
2: Real pimp, real pimp. Still is I hear
0: yeah. 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 I tell you what, man, if you've been to a club, hand. if you've been to a club in LA, you, seen short. you will see two sharp not seen. probably not at a table. More times than none. I've seen him in the middle of a dance floor yep. with a random girl. Uh-huh, just floating around. Just floating uh-huh. around. Unbelievable. <laughs> you, just, you don't see that nice. every weekend. <laughs> um cool. Yeah, so all right, we're we're good there. And um this is actually part one with our guy DJ Sprite. He's gonna stick around and A'ight? give us episode seventy-eight where we have our list uh kind of year 2020 roundup uh, list. Oh uh,
1: yeah, our end of the year. We getting 2020 to fuck up out of here.
0: Yeah, we're sending it off. <laughs> um, but before we get out of here, we have uh Sprite, actually who who's next on your um this will air Monday. So who do you have coming up? Oh, you got it's just you and you, right? For your globalization set. You're talking
3: about for Christmas? Yeah. Yeah. Cause your, yeah, so my, falls on my Christmas. my show, this is like, yeah. So I'm every Friday at 4 p.m. Uh, Pacific time, 7 p.m. Eastern. So yeah, my show falls on Christmas Day and New Year's Day the nice. next two weeks. <laughs> so I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing holiday. Day. I'm doing it right now. It's going to be all like flipped holiday music. Oh, figure I just let it, just let it rock because yeah. I mean, you know, who knows? It's Christmas. I don't know how many people are going to be listening, but I'll have fun with it.
0: Yeah. Okay. So you got you for the next few, uh, episodes of
3: stay radio yeah i'll probably do like the best of for new year's just like the best tracks of the year that i put on the show kind of mix them all together
0: and and we have dj karma from vegas coming up nice uh i'll be rocking with him and shout out to q from vegas of course um did a great job um and yeah so
3: cheers to q my wine there you go. Yeah. There you go. Why not? It's ch- Chateau Bud Light, the finest grapes from <laughs> Chateau <Louis>. Bud Light.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> this wine's for you. Yeah. All right, Wait, so I'll make it I'll make it I'll make it sophisticated. Hold on, we'll put some glasses on. There you go. Ooh. Next episode. There you go. Next oh, episode. Wow. Next episode. Oh, wow. Wow. Now right. we have
1: Christopher. <laughs> there we go. Christopher <laughs> Roberts is in the building.
0: Corporate Chris. There it is. <laughs> There's
2: nothing more corporate than two first names.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Winnie the Pooh. Um yeah, so all right, we'll stick around, Sprite, and we're gonna get out of here for this episode.